With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back to back winning days on the podcast. And boy, oh boy, I wish I would have stayed away from the NFL on Thursday. So let's recap the winning card for you. We played the first half under between the Bills and the Patriots. We should have played the game. The game went under. The first half went over. So we lose the ticket. Then we played a prop bet on Devontae Parker over the 35 and a half yards receiving. Yeah, we lost. And I'm done with prop bets. I know I said it on Monday, but this time I mean it. I'm done with prop bets. I don't know how I have gone so ice cold here of late. It's just ugly. So I'm done. I promise this time. I hope. Okay, college basketball, much better. We go three and one on the card. I thought we were going to run the table, but unfortunately the Ducks of Oregon hit the gas pedal late and they cover against Washington State, so we lost that ticket. But earlier in the night, it was good for us. We played Creighton, the Blue Jays, plus the seven at Texas, and we had to sweat that one out. But Shireman got hot from three-point land late in the second half, and that was enough to get the ticket home, so we cash in the Blue Jays plus the seven. We played Northern Kentucky, and oh boy, you talk about a sweat fest. We didn't win in overtime. It took double overtime to get the W. We played the plus one and a half, and when it was all said and done, we won the game outright, so that was an easy winner chicken dinner. Not really. Then we played Kansas, minus the seven and a half, and I said Kansas was due to put together that complete game, and they did so. They absolutely crushed Seton Hall, and we covered the seven and a half and win the ticket. On Twitter, you back Creighton. So that's four consecutive wins for you on Twitter. So thank you, thank you, thank you. My bankroll thanks you. Keep it going. When you add it all up, we make $63.64 and we move on to the next. Before the picks, don't forget to save on the juice. Join me on Better Edge, no juice, peer-to-peer wagering. Claim your no deposit, free $20 by clicking the link in the show notes. And then please follow me and the podcast on the site, And oh, by the way, I went through my peer-to-peer betting sites that I play on right now, and I added up all the juice I was saving. And so far, in less than a month, I've saved over $500 in juice. It is unbelievable the impact it makes when you have either zero juice or 1% juice. If you're in one of the 45 states where you can play peer-to-peer betting, I would strongly consider it regardless of the site because it will help your bankroll. There's no doubt about that. And now, well, speaking of bankroll, I'm going to do something I rarely do. I'm going to step up for two units. It is in the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. I'm going to play USC minus the two and a half over Utah. So Utah beat USC the first go around, 43-42 in Salt Lake City. USC had a two-touchdown lead in that game. Utah scored and went for two in the final minute to win it. Utah lost at Oregon by three, and then they crushed Colorado last week by 42, so that's their last two games. Meanwhile, USC, well, they've had their hands full in their last two. They beat UCLA on the road by three, and then they had to hold off Notre Dame to win by 11. So can Lincoln Riley beat 
three consecutive top 20 opponents to advance to the playoffs? Well, yes. He has Caleb Williams at quarterback. They average 42.5 points per game. I personally would lay seven, but I'm only required to lay two and a half. Fight on. I'm on USC minus the two and a half over Utah. Next up, we go to the Conference USA Championship in San Antonio. I'm going to play UTSA minus the nine over North Texas. So the Roadrunners are ranked for the second time in program history, and they've won nine consecutive games, including that crazy four-point win over North Texas earlier in the season. That game, by the way, had three touchdowns scored in the final two minutes and 36 seconds, including the game-winning TD with 15 seconds on the clock. I remember that game. I had a money line bet on it. North Texas ended the perfect season for UTSA last year in the final week, beating them by 22 points. This time around, I expect the Roadrunners to make a statement and run it up. Beep, beep. Give me UTSA minus the nine over North Texas. Next up, we got a college basketball. And oh boy, we got a good one in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It is Baylor plus the two over Gonzaga. So thank you, Mark Few. You've given us so many non-conference games so far this year. You've played Michigan State, Texas, Kentucky, Purdue, Xavier, and now Baylor. A 5-2 and two record with that schedule is more than respectable. But with Zag standards, losing two games is not good. And then losing two games by 18 and 19 points, well, that has your fan base actually concerned. Baylor has the identical 5-2 and two record. They have a good win over UCLA, but they're coming off a 26-point pounding at Marquette earlier this week, and they lost to Virginia by 7 earlier in the season. Baylor, though, is averaging 88 points per game. Gonzaga is averaging almost 84, so I think points will be scored tonight in Sioux Falls, that's for sure. I think the Baylor guards, though, will be the edge, so I'm going to grab the two with the Bears over the Zags in Sioux Falls. Next up, we go to the ACC. It is Wake Forest plus the three and a half at Clemson. So before I started my research on this game, I was all in. I was going to fade Wake Forest off the win at Wisconsin. Of course I would. But then once I started hearing things like this game has been circled for Wake Forest, I flipped to the Demon Deacons. Conference openers are always big. Wake Forest, though, has not won at Clemson since 2009 in their own conference. And last year, they were completely embarrassed, 60-39 to at Little John Arena, and that ended the Demon Deacons NCAA tournament hopes. So there's revenge on their mind. Clemson always plays good D, but that's also similar to what Wake Forest saw at Wisconsin earlier this week. Wake has had a bad loss to Loyola Marymount. Clemson has lost a couple tight ones to South Carolina and Iowa. Clemson survived in double overtime earlier this week to beat Penn State. I'm hoping they run out of gas on Friday night. So I'm going to take the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest plus the three and a half at Clemson. Next up, we go to the Ivy League. Boy, it's rare that I say that. It is Harvard plus the two against UMass. So this game was officially sold out on November the 3rd. Tommy Amaker and Frank Martin will be roaming the sidelines tonight as the little school from the Ivy League attempts to knock off the big school from the Atlantic 10. UMass is 5-1 on the season with some quality wins over Colorado, Murray State, and Charlotte. Their lone loss was to a very good Townsend team. Harvard, on the other hand, is 6-2. They have losses to Louisiana and Fordham, but they do have a nice win over Loyola Chicago at home. Both teams are averaging around 69 points per game. 
Both teams give up under 65 points per game. It's evenly matched. I think it'll be a final possession type game, but cue the music. Of course, I'm going to take the little school hosting the big school. Give me the Crimson of Harvard plus the two over UMass. Then the final game on the card is back in the ACC. It is NC State minus the nine over Pittsburgh. So on a larger slate of games, this one likely wouldn't make the list, but tonight it does. Pittsburgh has won four straight, including an impressive 29-point win at Northwestern, where, get this, the Panthers hit 14 of 22 three-pointers, so they come into this one with a ton of confidence. They also lost this year, though, to VCU. They lost to Michigan by 31 and West Virginia by 25, so they are more than capable of laying an egg on any given night. NC State is 7-1 and one on the season. They have good wins over Dayton and Butler, along with a very competitive, good loss to Kansas by six. Pittsburgh coming into the season was picked 14th in the ACC. I'll back the better team at home and lay the nine with the Wolfpack of NC State over the Panthers. So let's recap your card for a Friday. In college football, yes, we're stepping up. We're going two units on USC minus the two and a half over Utah. In the Conference USA Championship, we're on UTSA, minus the nine over North Texas. In college basketball, we're on Baylor, plus the two over Gonzaga. We're on Wake Forest, plus the three and a half at Clemson. We're on Harvard, the little school, plus the two over UMass. And we're on NC State, minus the nine over Pittsburgh. So that's your card for a Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.